talk radio host, a handsome man, a head football coach in high school, and a guy that can provide great insight who I worked with, I don't know how long ago it was, also featured in the Dynasty, the uh, Apple documentary, Jermaine Wiggins, and a damn good dog joining us on Sports Radio 92.9. Long time, Jermaine. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How you doing, brother? Great job with your career. You're doing mornings at WEEI. How many years now? Oh, man, we've I've been doing this, I don't know, probably about probably about five, six years now, you know. I mean, what do I do? All I do is talk ish in the morning about, you know, about sports. That's 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 what I love to do. I've been doing it since I was a kid, but you know, I love it. And we worked together how many years ago did you come in and kind of get some tutelage at Mayhem in the AM? Oh, that was uh shoot, that was probably like two thousand and nine, two thousand and 2008, 2009. Yeah. So I just got, I just got off the air with the with with the Greg Hill show, and they're trying to bust my balls over here. We're down in beautiful <laughs> Jet Blue Park down here in Fort Myers. Oh yeah, you're in, yeah, you're in Florida. Stuff. I remember yeah, yeah. this. I remember that he came in and said, "I just want to learn the business." Here's an yep. N- here's an NFL player. Yeah, University of Georgia. You know, great player. Um, and it was you couldn't have been more humble. You couldn't have been a better guy. And it was like didn't big dog anybody, which is your personality. And I was like, and it was just great to to be around you and realize how quickly you were going to move up in the business. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, you guys obviously welcomed me with open arms. And, you know, from being a Bostonian guy and growing up in Boston, but also playing for the Bulldogs and going down and, you know, being in Atlanta and, you know, knowing that, like, how much my beloved Bulldogs are loved down there was a great opportunity to learn the business and, you know, had a great time coming in and hanging out with you guys and just, you know, talking sports and everything. And so, I mean, I love it. It's, you know, it's it's when you know good people, it's you really don't have a job. You're just having fun. So i got a lot to get to. First of all, how proud are you of what the University of Georgia program? And Drew Butler's sitting here with me. Dad, of course, uh, Hall of Fame kicker. Drew, um, one of the great, you know, uh, players to come through Georgia on special teams. So we are all proud of Georgia. How proud are you of what they've done? Man, I'll tell you what, my former teammate Kirby Smart has done a tremendous job down there with those guys. You know, um, you know, I've had a couple I had a few opportunities to get down there. Both my kids play college football, so I had a chance to go down to a couple camps when they were younger in high school. And what Kirby's been able to do with that program has just been spectacular. You know, I was a little disappointed that they weren't able to get the three peat this year, but um you look at what they've been able to accomplish has been Really, really good. So, you know, it's it's good to see Georgia doing what they're doing, man. They they have become like the new head dog, no pun intended, when it comes to college football. Yeah, it's great stuff. Jermaine Wiggins with us. Super Bowl champion Jermaine Wiggins. Jermaine, switching gears, talking about the New England Patriots down here in Atlanta. All the talking points are around the quarterback position. What are the thoughts in Boston? Is New England going to stay at three? Are they going to move up? Are they going to move back? Which direction are the Pats going to go to get their quarterback of the future? Well, it seems like they're going to stay where they're at, and they're going to probably take one of those three quarterbacks, whichever one's available. And I know that that's the biggest talk. I don't know what the hell Arthur Blank was thinking when he didn't hire Bill Belichick. So, I mean, I I know you guys got to be talking about that one. But here in in New England, in the Boston area, we're we're looking either – I really like the kid Jaden Daniels. I'm hoping that he's there and he's available at number three. But then there's been these other reports that Chicago might be willing to trade the number one overall pick. So why not jump, you know, jump a few spots and see if you can trade up to number one 
and then you definitely get the guy that you want. So, yeah, but it's, it's looking like New England's going to take the quarterback, and I think that's something that we've all really been, you know, clamoring from here up here is that they get that guy. So let me ask you, let's get to the Belichick thing. And I can talk off air with you at some point about why Atlanta did not wanted Raheem Morris and not Belichick. You interviewed Bill Belichick. I watched every one of your Monday interviews with Belichick because I found mm-hmm. it fascinating how hard you had to ask those questions and how he reacted. You played for him. You were on the radio. He did those 20-minute interviews every Monday. How yep. awkward was it? I give your co-host that female uh, young lady. I don't know her name. She was awesome. Courtney. What's her name? Courtney. Was she? Courtney, yeah. She was not intimidated. You guys were very tough on him. What was that like for you? He's your former coach, but he's having a horrendous two years, and then he had to do 20 minutes with you every Monday. Well, you know what? He was actually relatively good with us. You know, I, I think, you know, he doesn't give much. You know, that's kind of, you know, that you learn as a player, you know. Don't really give, you know, trade secrets. Or don't give away the family secrets. But he's a guy that you, when you ask him questions, you know, he'll answer them to a certain extent, especially if, you know, it's not like a gotcha, gotcha type of moment. So it was one of those things, yeah, you never knew how he was going to kind of come in. But especially this year, I think he kind of just changed the way he went about doing things. So, you know, he gave us a little bit. But, I, you know, when you're having such a bad year and if you know Bill Belichick and he hates losing – yeah, it's one of those things. If you get anything out of them, you probably you've done your job. All right. So the 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 dynasty is a phenomenal piece of filmmaking. Whether you're a Patriots fan or a Patriots hater, there's mm-hmm. no question he comes off as the villain. There's no question that that Tommy and Robert Kraft and everybody else. It's like it's all pointing to Bill. How did you feel it was portrayed? How how I think. Are you you're how you're portrayed and everybody else, but what's your overall thought? Is he getting a bad rap? And overall, you're a part of the most famous game, arguably in Patriots history, other than the the you know, well, there's three of them, but uh, what do you think of how they're portraying that 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 twenty year run? I definitely think that, you know, the portraying him of a villain is kinda of wrong where it does look like he was the reason why things kinda of didn't work out. I think I think ultimately I think ultimately that when you look at the the relationship between the three of them, um, I think they all played a part into it. You know, when the Eagles get so big and everybody feels like it's them, but when you look at it, you got to know if it's a craft type of production. Uh, Is that who produced prob- it? Is that who well, produced it? I don't it? know. I don't know if he necessarily produced That's what we it. Heard. But he he had final say, and so when the person has final say on it, yeah. it's gonna make you know who he wants to not look great. And I think it came across where it did make Bill look, you know, it didn't make him look great, but there, you know, there's some episodes I've seen them. I've seen the majority of them. I know they, they only come out. I did get the little kind of like, you know, screener. So there are some things that are going to be great for people to watch this as it moves forward. Jermaine, you mentioned the egos in that locker room and in watching the dynasty, it's no wonder why the Patriots were a true dynasty of over 20 years you had big-time guys, Drew Bledsoe, Brady, Belichick, Kraft, Brewski, McGinnis, Lawyer Malloy, Adam Vinatieri, and the repeated lines of Bill Belichick saying, do your job, put the team first, do your job, put the team first. It seemed like you guys truly bought into that, and that was a direct reflection of your success. Yeah, and that, that's what that's what made us successful, and I think that's what made the dynasty successful is that guys were willing to subjugate their egos and what they were getting their individual goals to do what was best for the team, 
But ultimately, it was like that lost its luster at the end of it, and it became, you know, I think it became more about, hey, I'm a main reason on why this is successful. But, yeah, that was the biggest thing that we always talked about as players, that, you know, hey, it's all about the team. You know, we might not get the, 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 the individual accolades that we want, but if we're all winning and we're all we all get the same size ring at the end of the day, and I think that's what and we had some great players that kind of pushed that narrative. Billy McGinnis and like you said, Teddy Brooks and some of those other guys. The, 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 that the, was something special. The stuff that was fascinating, like the Jordan documentary, is the behind the scenes footage. Tom Brady in one of those classic little New England homes playing pool in the basement, pounding beers. Yeah. He looks like me and my buddies. <laughs> yeah. Pudgy, yeah. Fa- pudgy face, kind of doughy, pounding, yeah. pounding, chugging beers with, with an unknown guy that we don't even know is another draft pick. And the transformation in literally eight years. Yeah, Benjamin to, Button. To being married to the most famous yeah. person in the world as a model. And, like, that little dumpy apartment he was living in. You were there for early Tommy. I mean, right. it's amazing to watch in that documentary the transformation. Oh yeah, that's what that's what happens when you go from just a guy trying to make a roster to to a three time Super Bowl champ, a league MVP, a Super Bowl MVP. So you know things things change, but you know that that was part of it. You know that was the great thing about this, this documentary, and people get to see it is it's just the evolution of you know guys like Brady and Bill and how the organization you know has been so spectacular for so long and you know now we're just trying to figure it out here as fans we're just trying to you know see what Gerard Mayo can do and the direction he can take the team in isn't there any notion that Mac Jones two years ago was a pro bowler went to the playoffs you don't burn the third pick on a on a rookie you take Marvin Harrison or you trade down with the Falcons and then you give Mac Jones one more run with with a, a different scenario or or they're they're done with Mac Jones no, no, no. We're, we're, we're done with Mac. We're, you can have Mac. We're, we're ready to ship Mac off. Whatever you want for Mac, we'll give you Mac Jones. So you're done we'll with Mac Jones. You're done yeah, with Just him. give us some ticket tees. We'll take kick and tees and footballs. We don't even care. <laughs> hey, Jermaine, quickly, throw all the other stuff aside. If the Falcons had to choose between Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins, and Justin Fields, who do you think the Atlanta Falcons should get as a free agent quarterback? I would go with Justin Fields because that was a little bit of I wanted him when he originally came out of Ohio State. But if you're the Falcons, I would go with Justin Fields all day long. He's younger. He has the ability to make plays with his legs. If you just get him in the right type of offense, you do some things. And you got to understand, Atlanta's got a ton of talent. Kyle Pitts, he hasn't hit, but in the sense of what his expectations were coming out, Bijan Robinson, Drake London. I mean, they have talent. So, That's why it's mind-blowing to me that they didn't hire Bill Belichick. Well, Ibrahim Morris is pretty good, man. Everybody loves him. Yeah, so you, no you are, dude, you are, you are, you're a, you're a Belichick guy through and through, huh? Oh, yeah, all day long. But, I mean, you know. <laughs> Belichick sick fan. I love it. <laughs> yeah, all day. Yeah. Have you talked to him since uh, since he's out? I just shot him a text message, you know, you know, just basically wishing him well in his next his next job. So we'll we'll see where he lands. We'll we'll see where he lands next year. Congratulations! See those ratings continue to go up. I enjoy watching and listening to you. You are a great dude here in Atlanta. You still coach your your high school football coach on top of it, yeah, right? Yeah, I was I was doing some high school football stuff, so you know I had a had a step away from that a little okay. bit, but. You know, was doing that, but I, I'm always in Atlanta. So next time I'm in Atlanta, we got to sit down. I got to come on the air. We got to we got to uh, grab some dinner or something.
All right, Jermaine, um, look forward to seeing you soon and uh, continued success. All right, take care. Later. Thanks, right. Jermaine. Dude, have you ever heard That's a, great a, a bigger Boston act? That's great. Like, Day Day. Black dudes don't have. I mean, have you heard a black That's dude with a Boston thick. accent like that? Uh, honestly, not that heavy. No. And I know some Boston guys, black right. Boston guys. That's East Boston, old school. Dude, How do you like them apples? I mean. That was great. He is classic, dude. Dude, I'm, can I tell you last night, just a wave of anxiety rushed over me at about 10 p.m.? What was going on? I got an email from Rusty Manziel that said, Drew's doing Rusty Rocks tomorrow. And the topic is his top five songs from his senior year of high school. Oh, wow. I like that. And like, you, my wife did, was like, are you okay? I was like sweating bullets. I, I didn't like, I even know, mention that I don't yet. know what to do. Day Day, how have we not teased this? The secret. Wow. Rusty Rocks on Wednesday. We've got, uh, we've got uh, I won't even call him a backup. He's just 1A and 1B. Drew Butler takes the reins. When did you graduate high school? 2007. The top, top five songs from Drew Butler's senior year. Also, we'll belly up to the bar. Steak, Drew, it's the Steakhouse, Sports Radio 1990 game. Now, more of the Steakhouse on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Oh, yeah. This is the Steakhouse. A lot going on here. I mean, this is not playtime. This is real. This is Rusty Rocks. Uh, that Drew's going to take over. This is belly up to the bar. Yeah, this is a big segment here. And again, I'm not stepping on anybody's toes. Rusty no, emailed wasn't. me last night and said, this is your job. Here is your topic. Do Rusty Rocks the right way. Uh, visit the Man Cave store. Up your Man Cave game this season. Visit mancavestore.com. Mike Bell was listening. He said, I didn't reset enough for Jermaine Wiggins. Old radio rule. If you don't know the name, you got to keep resetting. That was a former tight end of Georgia. Uh, Kirby Smart's teammate. Yeah. Super Bowl and, champion. Yeah, and now he does uh he has the biggest Boston accent I've ever heard. What I found interesting, guys, he was talking about Mac Jones the way we talk about Desmond Ritter. Like Take the him. total disgust. What did he say? You have a bag of peas? Yeah, for what him? did he say? A bag of peas and something else. I couldn't even with that accent, it's hard to understand exactly what he was saying. Um because the notion was I don't know, maybe we get a shot at that three because they don't need to go quarterback, and we trade up, and we go there, and they go get Marvin Harrison maybe a, a pick or two later. Um, he said it's over. It's over. We're not gonna, you could take him for a bag of peas. Um, Mac Jones was a pro bowler and in the playoffs two years ago. And at, at, at uh, Alabama, I think he was 45 touchdowns and three interceptions, something ridiculous. From the penthouse I, to the outhouse. I think he's also a first-class you know, jag off. You haven't heard that? <laughs> no. Super cocky. Really? Oh yeah. Like that. He came in with a swagger, coming from Bama national wow. title. Oh, that's been a big issue. So, um, I don't know. I thought maybe they, they'd hang in there and try to. Maybe we had a chance to trade up. Drew said it earlier. Um, if you listen to Raheem Morris on this radio station with Andy and Randy, if you listen to his, they did the rounds yesterday. They keep talking about a really good cut about the difference in a rookie and a veteran. And the way that Terry was talking about it was like, you know, listen, it's an undertaking, man. If we take a rookie, this is an undertaking. Almost like we're going back to the drawing board. We're teaching you, like, where everything is in the building. We're teaching you what day is film work. Correct. We're teaching you what you're supposed to do in your offseason. Correct. Right? Like Situational football. 
But like every, like everything. What's it Two like? Two minute offense. Yes. You don't want to ask. You're not going to like if you ask Matt Ryan or any veteran about what was it like as a rookie because they'll be like, we didn't know anything. Yeah. Because you don't want to think about. You're going to convince yourself that Jaden Daniels or Drake May. It's not that these guys are ready to go. And what the reality is is most of them are going to say, "Dude, we didn't know anything our rookie." And now C.J. Stroud maybe the uh, the 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 exam the uh, anomaly. But much more likely you struggle your way through your rookie year. And do we really want that? Do we want to struggle our way through our rookie year? (sighs) Please, no. Right. Please, no. All right. Let's do uh, Rusty Rocks. We ready to go? Let's go. Yeah. So take us through Drew Butler. You grew up in Chicago. Your dad is. We moved here at the end of 1999. He's a pretty famous. uh, I mean, yeah. Anybody that was in the Super Bowl shuffle, but actually wasn't in the Super Bowl shuffle, He was right? not. It was his rookie year. Right. But he did play on the most famous Chicago Leading sports scorer. team of all time. Yeah, broke the NFL rookie scoring record that year as well. Do you think Michael Jordan's sixth title and the Bears' 86 uh, Super Bowl win are equal in terms of biggest titles in Chicago No, history. I think the Bears' 85 Super Bowl win is bigger because it's singular. Obviously, the Bulls' legendary dynasty, right. so many great memories, but that Bears team is 85 season, 86 correct. Super Bowl? January 86. Yeah. That is um, correct. Game I was at, by the way, I was a soft, I was a sophomore in college, and uh, the Bears go down, the uh, Patriots go down the field and score. They're up 3 nothing, and I'm like, yeah, you think we're just going to lie down here? Me and my Boston buddies, I sound like Jermaine Wiggins. What, do you want some of this? You want some of this? The Bears then scored 48 consecutive points. 46 to 10 final score. 46 straight points. Yeah. Anyway, you came here. You're how old? 10. And you spent seven, uh, eight years in the uh, Georgia public uh, school system. That's right. Peachtree Ridge High School. I was the charter class, 2003 freshman year. 2007 graduating class. And Rusty Manziel of Rusty Rock said, I want your top five songs from your senior year of high school. All right. Are we ready? Yeah. First up, she played the Super Bowl last year. She's still an international superstar. Rihanna and Jay-Z, Umbrella. So you got to think prom. Is that what you were thinking? 95.5 The Beat. Who'd you take? Star 94. Who'd you take? Yeah, Stephen Vicky. Yeah. Stephen Vicky? Yeah. Who'd you take to prom? I forget. Stop it. What do you mean you forget? Senior year, I think I went solo. Oh, whatever. Okay, here we go. Number two, Justin number Timberlake. Number number four? Sorry, number four. Yeah. Justin Timberlake, Sexy Back. He was a monster back in these days. So these are good songs. I mean, this is just the vibe so that was going around. So what do you think around. of, does each song give you a little different memory or not? Yeah, absolutely. But the next one's coming down the pike. If you're in your car, turn your car up because it's a lot of Atlanta vibes and for good reason. T-Pain, buy you a drink. This still hits today. This is a phenomenal song. So this is your number three. Yeah. These are the top five Drew Butler songs. Again, these are the top five Drew Butler songs from his senior year, Peachtree Ridge High School, which, by the way, you want to stay Yeah, that's right. 2006. That's right. You know, Rusty talks about that Rome title. I'll bring my ring in one day. Yeah. You don't talk about it nearly as much as Rusty. But again... Let's just say Rusty's athletic career ended that night. You went, <laughs> you went on to Georgia in the NFL. All right, number two, Shop Boys, Party Like a rock star. Yeah. Let's hear this. Let it play. Let it, let it breathe. Let it breathe. Totally 
Yeah. Feels like you and teammates in the locker room. No question. Was it? No question. Jumping up and down. Absolutely. What's the post game song? Pre game, post game. Yeah. So that's the number one. Anytime. All right, here we go. Number one. You know where it's at. Soldier Boy. Crank that. Soldier Boy, tell. 2007. Day Day just hit it. Day Day, what do you think? Give us a breakdown. This is a great list. This is a, this was so for Drew because I'm the second elder statesman in the group. This was my club days. So there you go. these songs were. Spot on. This is 2007. Encapsulated in five songs, Rusty Rocks, Drew's top five songs, senior year of high school. Great job, Drew Butler. Bring back some memories to a lot of our listeners. All right, let's do some uh, belly up. What's everyone talking about? Yo, yo, what's the deal? We've got you covered. As we belly up. On the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All right, uh, came out, mock draft, uh, ESPN draft analyst Jonathan Giovanni. Saying uh, or, or putting one out there that did not have USC guard Ronnie James anywhere in the mix. He said he's not even going to get drafted this year. He's going to stay in school. Um, his point is uh, he, had, he he thinks given the scary injury in the offseason and basically the year that he's had that he is not a draft prospect right now. Taking to Twitter, the elder James, because I think Bronny is a junior, can you all please let the kid be a kid and enjoy college basketball? The work and results will ultimately do the talking, no matter what he decides to do. If you all don't know, he doesn't care what a mock draft says. He just works. Earned, not given. Not happy with how this thing has been playing out. However, I think you'd have some folks argue when, Bron, uh, when LeBron James puts out there, what was it, Day Day? I mean, he, about a year there, ago? yeah, he put that where he said that he thinks uh, Bronny is is better than a lot of the guys in the league right now. Dumb. Then you add the fact that he says, you know, I want to play until he is in the. NBA. I want to be his teammate. Yeah, right? like so you you put un- he's already got pressure on him being LeBron James' son. That's already there. Now you add that into he the mix. He said he's better than NBA players right now. I didn't even play a minute at USC. This is quintessential LeBron James yeah. revisionist history. I mean, wrap it up, gift, put a bow tie on it, and hand it across. This is LeBron James encapsulated. Yeah, you're right. I mean, for LeBron, um, for, for folks who are LeBron bashers, this plays right into it, bro. You're the one that laid that out there uh, that you're going to play with him in the NBA. And uh, regardless, you hit it on the head. All right. Uh, Charles Barkley still looks great, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he does. He looks kept great. the weight off. Like, I've never seen him keep the weight off, right? The ninth edition of The Match, Capital One's The Match, was on Monday night, and it featured Max Homa, Roy McIlroy, Rose Young, right? and Lexi Thompson. Yeah, they did a skins game. It's fun. Ernie Johnson 12 was holes. calling it. Yeah. TNT broadcast it. Ernie Johnson was there. Obviously, Charles Barkley was there. So was DJ Coward, who has really come on to the golf scene as of late. So they pre-taped a par-3 challenge. Charles Barkley against DJ Khaled and Chuck. Come on, man. You lost to DJ Khaled? Loses to DJ Khaled. Beats him on the first hole. Khaled's competitive. He says, let's go again. Khaled wins the second hole. They do a rubber match. And Charles Barkley loses to DJ Khaled. Charles is swinging great. I got to play with him last summer. He played phenomenal. Shot a 39 on the back nine. I was very impressed. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes. 
Barkley shot a 39 on the back nine. At Boston Golf Club. I was right with him. It was very impressive. Damn. This is a guy that was the worst call forever. It was. I was highly impressed. Wow. All right. Uh, finally, Mississippi Valley State, not a good basketball team. They are 0-27 going into this game against Prairie View on Monday night, which they won. And this is hilarious. Here's their voice. We ain't here to and Andre, that's game. And that will be game. And that will be game. And that's now for that first win. First win. Oh, we saw him the goal. Hilarious. Um, they had 30 people run on the court. And they yeah, got if their you one. The, if you see the video, it's literally like 20 to 30 people storming the court. So Amazing. They're, they're, one, they're one and 27. Very funny. Great job, guys. Also, uh, be careful. Mississippi State putting up all kinds of stuff on their scoreboard saying, please do not get on the court. If we win this game against Kentucky, they were leading much of the way. They blew an eight-point lead late. That kid, what is it, Reed Shepard? What's his first name, uh, Day-Day? Um, uh, <laughs> he hits a late shot. Kentucky wins. Mississippi State not having to storm the court. But how embarrassing that they yeah. put it up there with about, a minute, with about a minute left, right? Bad, bad look. Bad karma, right? Yeah, Reed Shepard. Reed Shepard is sick, dude. Dude, that boy, that boy's got game. That guy, I mean, forget about it. Kentucky, by the way, talk about a wild card in the postseason. They beat Alabama so bad the other night, beat them by like 35. They also lost three straight to some bad teams at home. I don't know what to expect from Kentucky and John Calipari. Tournament this year is going to be ridiculous. Yes. With the amount of teams coming out of the SEC and Big 12 and how what a wild card it is. Although I'll still say if you're laying money down now, you could do a lot worse in Houston. I, I, got, I feel like Kelvin Sampson's finally going to get his title, but we'll see. My Twitter's blowing up. William Comer, you brought the fire. Franco Vili, good one. Jazz player Larry, Larry Ellis, great Rusty Rocks from 2007. You Thank you, friends. Job, you Thank you, job. friends. Hey, this hour is brought to you by the Man Cave Store. Up your Man Cave game this season. Visit mancavestore.com. Um, if you're an Atlanta Braves fan, something yesterday happened that is just – you know I hate – Talking too much spring training because don't mean nothing. This might mean something for real. We'll do that and play three strikes. We come back on the steakhouse. Game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a big game of the night. Brought to you by John Foy and Associates. You know, uh, sometimes you look into the college basketball bag of tricks and you find a little something, something. What's tonight? Yeah, well, let me just first say, we don't take John Foy big game of the night lightly. No, no. It's Even, not I mean, like we just pull up the schedule and start thumbing around and go, okay, here it is. Listen. This it, is a serious deal. We, we are about three weeks uh, past what was a dark moment, um, which I don't like. Listen, I love Day Day. He's a great guy, great yeah. family. When he came on here and did an NC State women's basketball game. You messed up. Well, no, but it just it took the whole – like a guy spending money on the segment named John Foy – I mean, like, his marketing team was like, is that what the best we can do? And, like, with South Carolina, no, sorry, it wasn't South Carolina, they're number one. It was NC State against who? NC State and Notre Dame. <laughs> no, no, no! <laughs> Poor guy. I mean, you talk about uh, Sorry, I just, just I, I love good women's basketball. I'll just be hooping. There yeah. was a post the other week from GA followers. It was, if Atlanta had its own $20 bill, who would be on it? 
And I said John Foy, the strong arm. Yeah. He's everywhere. Okay. So, so. Big game of the night tonight, 7 p.m. ESPN2, number 11, Auburn, at number four, Tennessee. Tennessee's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. The total is 151.5 points. These are two teams that have a really good chance to go deep into March. The Tennessee fi- Dalton Connect is a bucket. Day Day, the teams that could win a national title out of the SEC. I, if you put Florida, uh, probably not Florida, but they're they're really good. South Alabama, Carolina would be your sleeper out of the SEC. So the four we know could win a national title: Alabama, Auburn, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Tennessee. And then you could t- slide South, South Carolina, Carolina at Florida. five. Yep, and then Florida. Uh, Mississippi State's getting in. Obviously, they they could have beat Kentucky last night. If I had to say. Uh, I w- if I had to pick one of them, I'd say Tennessee and Rick Barnes. That- yeah, is this the year? Can they get past the Elite Eight? What's that white boy's name? Dalton um, Connect. That as dude they is in, a baller. As they say in True Romance, this white boy day. This is this, this dude's funny. Is this is this white boy day? Gary Oldman, one of the great scenes ever. Christian Slater, True Romance. It is white boy day when Tennessee plays because that dude can ball. What's his name again? Dalton, Dalton Connect. Yeah, why can't I? Uh, why can't I even remember that? Damn it, stay. Anyways, uh, all right, let's give you my three strikes questions because uh, there's a lot of bells and whistles to go along with it. Um, the There's a post that Rusty just sent us from the uh, – so so much for trying to make nice with Cam Newton, and I continue to tell you how, how embarrassing I think that moment was. Well, let me just ask this. What's up with the people being like, you don't know the whole story? There's more to there's two sides to the story. You don't know is that the, what Cam said. No, I mean that I, I see that in replies. I see you, that for people like Cam sticking Newton, up for the altercation. Cam Newton instigated it. I think he was the first to lay hands. If we see this, T.J. Brown, who coaches that team, is that right? Day Day coaches yep. uh, top shelf. Him and his brother. Yep. At the end of the day, this didn't happen because of trash talk. You can talk all you want, but the moment Cam got out of his seat from with his kids to come on the field and put his hands on another man. That's where it went. Left NFL player or not, you keep your hands to yourself. Is there video evidence of that? You're telling me Cam Newton went and put his hands on a man in public in front at a seven-on-seven seven camp? I feel like that would have come out maybe a little bit we earlier. We didn't see video of that. We did see video of that coming up the stairs and punching him, right? Well, if you if you watch that video, you're talking about the one where you can see from the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. From you, and, and it's unfortunate that we don't have prior to that, but yeah. you do see Cam grab him okay. first. Okay. And as he's grabbing him, the other brother comes in and punches. I would have to assume, and again, this is me just, just making an assumption, that that guy walked up to yeah. Cam, probably got in his face, and Cam probably put his hands on him like, little man. Yeah. Make a smart decision. I'm, uh, you're giving Cam the benefit of the no, doubt. No, I mean, there is no benefit of the doubt. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to hear right. both sides of the story. It's ex, stupid. Ex-pro athlete that's a little cuckoo. Ex-pro athlete. You ever heard Lenny Dykstra in the last 20 years? Oh, yeah. Bill Romanowski, interviewed him many times, literally got issues. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. I was thinking about Hashtag that. Hashtag CTESPN. Have you seen that? That's yeah, we were what, talking. That's what he does. Yeah. Uh, ex-pro athlete that's a little cuckoo. Strong accent that you get a kick out of. Strong accent that you get a kick out of. Come here, I'm gonna eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. Is there an accent you really enjoy when they like? Um, so what? That's that was. I mean, a stock, thick Chicago right? accent's really good. Canadians pretty good. Canadians Chicago pretty good. Accent, good like the Liverpool, like the Beatles. Yeah, and then uh, your prom theme because we did uh, Drew Butler's. Graduating class top five songs that your mind was. What do we have here first, uh, Gary? Gary, we got anything? 
Michael Jackson, I'll Be There. You even heard this song? Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, you do know this. You think? Suzanne Height. You talk about a bad night for the Stakey, the big right-hander. Like, Greg Maddox, the best Greg Maddox shutout, like, you know, nine innings, three hits, two-hour and ten-minute game, that was me, my shutout, how badly Suzanne Height shut me out on prom night. I mean, like, miserable. I slept in a closet in Cape Cod, (laughs) drunk, got a limo with my buddies. I had a mixtape I made for her. Like, we we weren't going out anymore, but I figured we could rekindle it. We go down to somebody's Cape Cod house, and all I know is I fell asleep in a closet. She hit you with the James Franklin, you're making me uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah, it did not go well. How about no? Yeah, no, no, no. (laughs) Are we going to get this thing rekindled at all? Are we going to make some magic? No, no. Yeah, like, no. (laughs) 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. Ex-pro athlete, a little cuckoo, strong accent you get a kick out of, and your prom theme. You got a prom theme or some of you guys want to play or not? You got some? I don't know what you got, G. No? I, mean, I, I guess say like Pharrell was like what the, something that was big. Uh, I mean, it was 2014, so yeah. I mean, it was like big the theme. Like, I'll be there was like the last song of the night type stuff. Well, you know, like we were at the aquarium, I believe, for my senior year yeah, prom. Um, I don't remember. I mean, look, Soldier Boy, like Shop Boys, no, part no, no, of like I a rock star. We're right. getting not down. Every, listen, maybe not. T every- Pain, buy you a drink. I still listen to that song. 404 726 0929. And uh, we'll take these calls. So what's your take? I'm very upset. It's time for you to sound off with three strikes. Bring it the f*** on! On the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey, Wilson in Athens, give me an ex-pro athlete that's a little cuckoo. Wilson, you there? hey Wilson. Tony. Hey, Tony! Give me Yo, a- what's up? Hey, give me a my boy. Ex-pro athlete that's a little cuckoo. Yo, I saw a little podcast last night. I want to say uh, Terrell Owens. Something's going yeah, on. no doubt. I don't know what. No doubt. Yeah. Interesting. I need to check that out. Strong accent. Yeah. Strong accent you get a kick out of. Nigerians. Oh, that's they all, I mean, they have the deepest voice, <laughs> women or men. It's crazy. <laughs> that's a, that's and uh, your prom theme. What was your prom theme? Steak, help me out. I don't remember, but all I know was the song was Cuckoo Cuckoo, Mrs. Robinson. They played that oh, song a hundred times. Okay. Um, here's to you, Mrs. Robinson, Simon and Garfunkel, right? You got an accent that we were talking about? I have a Crella, I have an extra large, three parliaments, take a big dump. That's one of the all-time skits. Oh, my God. It's it's the so best, one of the best SNL skits. It's so good. Hey, Matt, ex-pro athlete that's a little cuckoo. I think Dion's losing it, guys. The strong accent you get a kick out of. Hey, I love Bobby down in L.A., man. He's great. And your prom theme. So it was like Under the Seas. Uh, I think Boys and Men was playing all night. I had the after party at my house and had to take my date home because she got in trouble. She got in trouble? And uh, I sat there by myself all night. What'd she get in trouble for? Uh, drinking the weekend before. <laughs> you got to be strategic. You got to be strategic. We'll say hi to Andy and we, when we come back. Here we go. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. The Morning Shift. Weekday morning, 6 a.m. till 9. Morning. Morning.
I have always been of the notion you don't give up first-round picks because the more of them you have, the more opportunity you have to actually hit on those first-round picks. I hate the thought of giving one up, specifically if you're only 